0: One aspect of preparing for the last days is, you know, something you read in in re, especially Revelation is the the people of God needing strength because the enemy is seeking to make them weary. Uh, you know, and of course, Paul talks about that too, not warning us not to be weary and well doing. Was that Paul or is that Peter? Can't remember. That, I think that's Paul. Yeah weary and well-doing but you know the enemy would love nothing better than to get us tired out to make us weak and there's various ways that he seeks to do that but you know the antidote is the strength of the Lord to be strong in Christ and um, you know having strength to endure strength to overcome strength to triumph over the enemies of the Lord you know, God wants to give that to his people. And the prophet Daniel was talking about the last days and we're prophesying about the last days. And he said this in Daniel eleven thirty two. 32. He says, but the people that know their God, they are going to be strong and do exploits, mighty things. We want to fall in that category of the people of God, strong and doing mighty things for him. Um, of course, the The other side of that is if we're weak we don't do mighty things we just kind of get along get by and so there's a strength for the last days that God wants us to enter into Um, the reality is we don't have to wait but that we can experience his strength his might because it's an anointing that he wants us to to enter into to develop in our lives for us to flow in he wants to give us new strength Strength to endure and to overcome, strength to do his will, strength, as Paul says in Ephesians, that having done all, we're able to stand. You know something we read about God, and you know that he's he's associated with this concept of strength to the point where it's actually one of his names. We know that that one of God's names is strength. That in First Samuel fifteen twenty nine it says also the strength of Israel will not lie. He is called or he has called himself the strength of Israel. He won't lie. He's not a man that he should repent. And now that's a good name to remember. It's a good name that we can call upon, especially when we're feeling weak. We can call upon the one who is strong because he's the strength of Israel. And as Paul said in Uh, Galatians we're the Israel of God and so that we're his people he's the strength of us he's our strength and so he gave himself that name to remind ourselves he is our strength he is is to be our strength and he wants to fill us with his strength of course in some seasons we feel stronger than others some seasons we feel pretty weak Um, and so we have to cry out to God the one who is strong, so that we can make it through. We've had other uh, series and messages where we've looked at Caleb. And I think of, of there's a couple of characters in Scripture where you can look at them and, and say, man, they're strong. Of course, you can think of Samson. He's kind of the ultimate, right? I mean, he's that was kind of his... Uh, he was had an anointing from the Lord to do mighty things, and I think Samson is a type of of the Church of the Last Days, anointed to do mighty things to overcome the enemy. But you know, Caleb was also strong, and it wasn't in the same way as Samson, was it? It it was supernatural, yet it was very ordinary. Now, because it ordinary, because Caleb said when he was the, at the age of 40, he was, he was a regular man and he had strength and vitality. The miracle was is that that never went away. Near the end of his life, he made that, that proclamation after he spied out the land and then because of Israel's disobedience, he had to endure with that generation another 40 years in the wilderness. And then he comes in to the land and he says this, Joshua 14 and verse 10. Now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 40 and five years. It wasn't just 40, 45 years. It took him a while to get into the land and to for each tribe to start defeating the, the giants and the enemies there. These 45 years, since the Lord spoke his word unto Moses and with the children of Israel, they wandered in the wilderness. And now today I'm 85 verse 11. Here's where we can start. We'll appreciate this as we go on and on here in our life. But here at 85, he says, yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me as one of the spies. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war to go out and to come in. Therefore, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. I want to overcome. I want to fight my battles and win, and I'm not lacking in strength. Give me this mountain. So Caleb and Joshua, they were the faithful uh, of the 12 spies because they had a good testimony. It it says of them them, they had another spirit because they trusted God, and they had faith, and they believed that God would do what he had promised. And that, that strength affected their natural body because Joshua had strength to go into the land too and lead the people and so you know that that anointing of strength came upon them in in a physical way and we're believing for God to do that in the last days too to be a renewal of strength and and that strength affected Caleb's body so that he was able to defeat those giants now, we're believing for the natural, but, you know, what, what's more important than a natural is the spiritual. It doesn't matter if we're strong in our natural body. If we're weak in our spiritual body, and we won't conquer our spiritual enemies, and that, that affects our eternity. But God wants to strengthen our spirits to fight our battles in the last days because if there's anything we've learned in our series and by looking at Scripture is that the battles only get more intense in the last days. And we need strength. You know, after 40, I, a lot of us have realized that after 40, your strength does not necessarily keep going up, does it? What it kind of plateaus and then it starts. There's certain areas, maybe it starts at first, they start going down a little bit and you're and maybe you feel it in your knees or your back or <laughs> whatever it is. It's it's not natural for your strength to keep going up. But with Caleb it did. Or maybe we could say it it kept it kept the same. He says, I am as strong as I was when I was 40 years old. That's a good testimony to have, right? Lord, let it be so. But what matters more is the Spirit of God being upon us. Now, maybe we will be a little bit weaker in our body, but that doesn't matter if we're filled with the strength of God to overcome our enemies in the Spirit. God wants to quicken us to become stronger, maybe in faith, or stronger in our prayer life, stronger in the spiritual gifts, stronger in His anointing to overcome and fight our battles. And that's what God wants us to look forward to in our walk with Him. That's that's the expectation we can have. You can see this throughout Scripture, and especially I was thinking of, the, of Hebrews eleven, the heroes of faith. What it says about them—they they went through a lot of difficulty, right? I mean, if you—it's the faith chapter, but you know, really, it's it's the it's the you could also call it the trouble chapter, right? Because it lists all the trouble they went through. But that's only the beginning of the story. The end of the story is how they overcame it and, and triumphed. In Hebrews eleven thirty three, these heroes of faith that uh, through faith they subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Verse thirty four, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, were made strong. They became valiant in fight. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. You know what made them great is they obtained strength from the Lord to overcome in each situation. They were kind of desperate. They were desperate circumstances, but they overcame by the strength of the Lord. And and really the key that we read there: out of weakness, it's not that they were superhuman and and didn't have the weaknesses we feel day-to-day, day. they had them. But in those weaknesses, they met God and were made strong. We'll look more at that concept of weakness in a moment. But you know, in the Greek, it's the word dunamis for strength. And we've brought that out before. That's where we get the word dynamite from. That's, that's the power of this type of strength God wants to put us put in us. It's explosive if there's a rock in front of us and God says, I want you to speak to that rock and it's going to be removed, well, that explosive power can blow that rock apart and we can go forward. And it, in the Greek, it talks about miraculous power, miraculous ability, might, mighty work. And it's that thought of doing beyond what is in our natural ability or power to do. Now, sometimes you look at, at people's lives in the world, and sometimes in the church too, and you feel sorry for them because they're bound. They're bound by something. Maybe it's an addiction or it's a spiritual uh, oppression or or an, an inherited tendency. And they try and try, but they have no power to get free from that. But, you know, that's what God wants to give to his people. That's what he wants to impart to us and anoint us with to give us a strength to do what is beyond our power to do. You know, in our own strength, we're not going to overcome any of those things, but through Christ, we can do all things because he strengthens us, because he empowers us. I mentioned Samson. You can't really. Talk about strength without talking about Samson, but he is a bit of a conundrum, isn't he? He was the strongest man perhaps ever to live, you know, as a natural man besides Christ. Christ is the greatest at everything. He was strong too. He drove the animals out of the temple. You know, he was super, had superhuman strength, but so did Samson. So he was the strongest, but you know, he was also the weakest, because he had natural strength he could rip the gates off of a city and carry them however many 20 something odd miles to hebron but he couldn't control his his heart and he couldn't control his soul and his desires and emotions he was bound so it's not the natural strength that's the most important you know his his life is a lesson to us yeah it's good to be strong in the natural but if you're not strong in the spirit then it it's all for nothing God wants to set us free and so you see we read about the great exploits but you know even it his life is still a lesson because God used him and and that anointing of strength to always do one thing it was always to defeat his enemies his enemies could not stand before the anointing that came upon him and you know, Samson, his, that story in life was in the natural, but the lesson for us is in the spiritual. God wants to anoint us with a strength and a power where the enemy cannot stand before us, where whatever bondage we're facing or whatever spiritual oppression or principality or inherited trait cannot stand before the strength of God as we meet with Him. All of those are obstacles that the enemy has designed to keep us from meeting with God. But they can't stand before us when we're anointed with his strength. And so I hope it's been made clear that we serve the living God who is called the strength of Israel. And he has a strength for us that he wants us to enter into. But the question is, how do we obtain that strength? How does that strength go from the strength of Israel into our lives and i want to consider uh, several verses that can you know give us some some insight into this i don't think there's really necessarily one key where you can say well, that's the key whole key to to living a life of strength i think there's multiple aspects to that that when we get align our lives to these principles and to what god is speaking to us then we can flow in his strength One aspect is in 1 Corinthians 16, because I think one of the main ways we can obtain strength is spending time in the presence of God. 1 Corinthians 16 11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Well, how do we seek his strength? By seeking his face continually. Seek the Lord. And so the concept is come into his presence. Really, it's his presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. And what does the Lord say about joy? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And so God's presence is really our source of strength. We want to major on the presence of God, not necessarily feeling the presence of God, which is awesome when we feel his presence, but we major on spending time in the presence of God because that is where his strength is found. You know, Elijah always had that saying, the Lord God before whom I stand. I'm, it, it was as if he's saying, I'm always standing in the, in the presence of God. I'm not coming in and going out as, as sometimes is our practice, because that's easy, right? We'll, Lord, I'm coming into your presence Sunday morning at church. Then Monday morning, we're, we're off doing our own thing. And then maybe in the next service comes around, oh, I need to get the presence of God again. But Elijah, he was continually filled with the strength and power, but it was also because he was continually in the presence of God, spending time with him. It was a constant reality in his life. And we want to make that the same in our lives. Lord, I'm seeking you today and each day you're the strength of Israel and I want to be in your presence. I, I need that strength to rub off on me. And so we spend time in his presence. You know, Paul's wish for his churches, he, he shared that in Ephesians 3.16. He said, Oh, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man our inner man which is the nature of christ in us that's the part that needs to become strong the problem is when christ is in us but the part that gets strong is our old man the old part of us the part we were born with that's the struggle sometimes that one gets stronger and and there there's always an equilibrium if that's getting stronger then all the spirit of christ is not getting stronger so it gets weaker And it's not Christ getting weak, it's Christ in us. We allow that level of His anointing or uh, strength or spending time in His presence to go low, and so that goes low and our our old man gets stronger. Well, the fight of our life is for the Spirit of Christ to always be getting stronger and for our old man, our old nature to be getting weaker and weaker. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important. You know, we talked about spending time in his presence. And a part of that is the spirit of Christ flowing through us as we're, we're in his presence and we're praying and we're maybe speaking in tongues or worshiping. We want the spirit to come because we're strengthened by his might, by his Holy Spirit in our inner man. And even if we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit knows what to pray. We can pray in tongues, and that's the Holy Spirit praying exactly what needs to be prayed through us as we open our heart to Him. And so we want to come into the presence of God to flow in His Spirit because that's where we obtain strength. And uh, Paul says another thing in 2 Corinthians 12, and this is another aspect, I kind of mentioned this before, But 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he's giving a life lesson here. He's sharing how he met God in an area of strength that was, I think was a little unexpected for him. And he said, uh, well, he's seeking God. The background, he, he had an affliction. He was praying and he prayed three times and God responded to something. He said, God responded to me as I prayed. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most And here's Paul saying, Well, God said that, then most gladly I will glory in my weakness, in my infirmities, that the power of Christ might rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecution and distress for Jesus' sake, not not because of Mistakes we make or things we create, problems we create for ourselves. But for Jesus' sake, but he says this. When I am weak, and the context is when I'm weak in myself, when I'm weak in my old nature, in my in my old man, as he shares elsewhere, then the spirit of Christ in me is strong. When I allow myself to be made weak, that is when the strength of Christ is upon me and that's that's where we can link it back to Hebrews right how the saints of old they became strong it was out of weakness they were made strong in life we're going to go through some difficulties as we are all well aware of because they they come from time to time sometimes more than one one direction they come but, you know, in one sense, that God's, that's God telling us, by the way, you don't have what it takes. You're not strong enough. You need me. One of the mysteries of God is that we gain strength when we become weak. When we become weak in our will, in our decisions, in what we want to do, in our pathway and going our own way, when we become weak in that and we yield to Christ, that's when we become strong. Sometimes we have to come to the end of ourselves. How many weeks ago did I talk? Was that last week or was that the week before? Talked about the prodigal son. He had to come to the end of himself. He had to become weak. He was too strong in his own ways in his own agenda, and so forth. So the father recognized that and said, okay, son, here's your inheritance. Go spend it. You knew he wouldn't spend it wisely. Just go spend it. That's the only way he could come to the end of himself. That's not the best way (laughs) to go. It's better to come to the end of ourselves and not waste time and God's investment in us and so forth. But when we come to that place, that's when he can exchange our weakness for his strength. And so Paul, he said he gloried in his weaknesses, in his humanity, so to speak, or in meeting God in that weak place. Because he said, most gladly, I'm going to glory in my infirmities so that the power of Christ rests upon me. That phrase kind of sticks out. He gloried in his infirmities. He rejoiced in his weakness. It wasn't some crazy, sadistic thing where I'm just, I just want to suffer. No, no reasonable person likes to suffer. But Paul realized when God was bringing him through situations that were hard, and he, God did that a lot with Paul. But he realized it was an opportunity to meet God and receive a new level, a new portion, a new touch of strength from the strength of Israel. And so it was like he gloried in his weakness. He knew he wouldn't be able to do something. And so he rejoiced, oh, God's bringing me to a place where I, I'm not gonna be able to do it. That means God is going to reveal himself in a new way. You know, he had, a weak, he had some weaknesses that God allowed. In fact, you can kind of read between the lines in some of his letters where I'm not sure what it was. We'll find out in heaven. But, um, you know, people were impressed by his letters. But when he came in person, they weren't really impressed. Some people think maybe he was short or, you know, had a stutter or something. Who knows? But people, you get the impression they were kind of let down when they saw him in person thinking, oh, here's the great Apostle Paul. Who's this guy? Who knows what it was? But yeah, he rejoiced in that because that's when the power of God could be released because it, they weren't there to be impressed by a person. They were there to meet God. And sometimes we consider who we are and sometimes we can get hung up by our shortcomings or what we think are our shortcomings—you know, things we lack. I wish I was a little this, that, or the other. I wish I was taller, or had this ability, or could be like that person, or um, fill in the blank. We all have those things that are like. We see someone, oh, I wish that could be like that. Paul didn't do that. He rejoiced in what God did, even where there were like shortcomings where it was a lack compared to other people. He rejoiced in that because it caused him to cry out to God and it caused him to rely upon God as because he needed God. He didn't have what it took. So Paul came to the place where he accepted his weakness and God gave him the abundance of strength to finish his race, his course. It really... You know, sometimes you think, look at people who have gifts and abilities, you know, we admire it because, man, they've got the goods. But if you were looking through the eyes of the kingdom of God, it's actually a, not a the greatest place to be because they can always fall back on themselves. They can rely upon their, what they can do um, a little bit more than others. And that's not always a good place to be. Sometimes God brings a weakness so that we have to rely upon Him, but in doing so, we have strength from our Heavenly Father. And so when we're in that place of of weakness and looking to the Lord, that's when our strength can be renewed. As those famous verses in Isaiah 40, verse 29 say, of what God does. He, He gives power to the faint It doesn't say he gives power to the strong, but he gives power to the faint. And those who have no might, he increases in strength. Even the young people, and the the concept is the young people full of vitality, right? Those who you think, oh, they, they have so much energy. They become faint and weary. The young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up as wings as eagles. The Lord talked about Israel, how he carried them on eagles wings. He lifted them up out of Egypt. The impossibility of of the grip that 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 Pharaoh had upon them. He just lifted them up out of there and carried them. He delivered them through his strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, when we're weak, God wants us to cry out to him for strength, and it says he'll lift us up on eagles' wings and cause us to run when we need to run, to walk when we need to walk, and we'll overcome because of that. And so he promises that he will renew our strength when we allow him to bring us into that place of weakness, and then we wait upon him. And this can happen in different seasons, Thankfully, it's not all of our lives. We're just continually in this place of weakness. But there's different seasons he brings us through. But but it's because he wants to bring us from strength to strength. Psalm 84, verse 5. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, is in God, and whose heart are the ways of him. Verse 6, he's going to pass through the valley of Baca at times, the valley of tears and weeping. But he'll make it a well, and the rain will fill up the pools. And verse 7, it will cause them to go from strength to strength. Everyone in Zion, he will appear before God because they've allowed him to develop a strength upon strength. They were brought into the valley of tears and The implication is it's a place of weakness. There's tears because we can't do it. But God pours in the strength and we go from one level to another level. If you're just stationary and you're not moving, you don't need much strength, do you? As soon as you move, uh, the the movement means, oh, up the mountain, right? You got to climb. You have to put some effort in. You don't need as much effort uh, strength to just stay where you are, but to climb the heights, God needs to empower us with His strength. Strength to ascend, so that we can appear in Zion before God. But as we come to that place, we're climbing the heights. That's where we can say, with the Apostle Paul, the last verse here, and close with this: Philippians four thirteen, I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me. And that's what God desires to do. And so let's call upon the Lord today as the strength of Israel. Lord, you are our strength. You're our portion. I'm weak, but I rejoice in that because when I'm weak, that's when I can know you as the strength of Israel. And let's purpose That in order to receive his strength, that means we have to spend some time in the presence of the strength of Israel. Wait upon him, allow him to refresh us and fill us and lift us up on eagles' wings so we can take the mountain of our inheritance. As Caleb said, I'm filled with strength for one purpose. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain, because he had a battle to fight and to win and he had the strength, but he, he said, give me this mountain because I'm going in to conquer it through the strength of the Lord. And so let us call upon the strength of Israel today so that he can fill us with his strength for the last days and for today. Father, we just thank you. Thank you that you are the God of all strength, oh Lord. And we just look to you today, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you would even come into our lives in a fresh way. Fill us with your strength in a fresh way. Lord, help us to even have the perspective of the Apostle Paul. Lord, that when there's areas in our life that are weak, maybe you're bringing things out that you're dealing with or maybe you've uh, designed us a certain way so we just don't have the strength or the ability that other people have. But Lord, we cry out that we would see it as an opportunity to obtain strength out of Zion. Strength from your hand. Oh God, would you just meet with us afresh? Draw our hearts afresh to your presence to wait upon you. Oh Lord, turn our hearts to allow you to take us to the to the valley of Baca, the valley of tears where we are are weak in ourselves. But Lord, that in that we can come from strength to strength and be anointed with that strength. Make us like Caleb Lord, that our, our spiritual strength will only increase, oh God, that we can fight our battles, that we can enter into the land of our inheritance that you have for each of us, we pray. And we thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.